Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Mike from The Confused Breakfast, and before we get started on this week's new episode, I wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. Located in Swisher, Iowa, Cedar Ridge is one of the fastest-growing whiskey companies in America and was named Distillery of the Year in 2017. We are huge fans of all of their delicious products, including the quintessential American single malt, their whiskey collaboration with Slipknot. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> And of course, the flagship bourbon, which we are all sipping on right now. Mm. If you're in Iowa or around the Midwest, you can likely find some at your favorite local establishments. If you want to give it a shot but are elsewhere in the country, you can order online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. Trust us, if you are someone special in your life, loves whiskey, order some now. You won't be disappointed. And obviously, enjoy it responsibly, please. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. 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 Start the show! And welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Okay. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yep. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you're going to take home with you? Yep. <laughs> sure, it's, sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house. Yep. But there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and taking it home to your cul-de-sac in the suburbs. I agree. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, my two friends looking nice with no tan lines, Sean Pryor and AJ Vans. How the heck are you? Pretty great. I know AJ is good. Yeah. I got I to gotta say, man, I uh, am not too happy with uh, the way that Halloween is just crushed. It's gone. By Christmas. I consider this kind of a Halloween movie, it, to be honest. So, Dude, we'll get into that. I yeah. think it's yeah. a summer movie. Yeah? Okay. It's weird. It's like it's on my summer movie list, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Someone uh, called us out on the voicemail for saying, we'll, but we'll get to that, how, yeah. how we say that all the time. Okay. 
So we will Fun. get to that. Fun. <laughs> I want to hear your bullshit. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. We are delighted to have you here with us today, everybody around the United States, Canada, and the rest of the world. If you're new to the podcast, you're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. Stay tuned for all the fun. But before we get started, a few ways to support this podcast. Way number one, as always, we got a voicemail. Yeah. It's easy. It's 319-804-9596. When you call it, you leave us a voicemail that we get to listen to. And like you tell us how much you love us, how much you hate us. If it's good, we play it on air. Yeah. Like this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, this is Ryan from Kansas. Your podcast pretty much is the only thing that keeps me going yep. uh, while I'm doing lawn care in the hottest month ever recorded oh. on the planet Earth. Oh. I like that, unlike other nostalgia-based podcasts, you actually analyze things with a critical eye instead of just circle jerking about how great Three Ninjas was. <laughs> uh, it was a dumpster fire of a movie. Uh, I do say there are three movies that you guys have to do at some point. Uh, RoboCop, yep. yeah. the crappy Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yes. And Highlander. Oh, and if you God. guys could like really crank up that sexual tension, I would appreciate <laughs> it because it's just not not sweaty enough for me. Uh, overall, great podcast, 7 out of 10, which according to IMDb is a perfect story. <laughs> uh, keep the good podcast coming and uh, bye. Nailed it. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man, that's that's brilliant. Uh, that's the end. Yeah. We, we got, a, as you know, he said hottest hottest month of the year. Yeah. You know, we got a little backlog going of little voicemail. Bad. So yeah. if you have left a voicemail, stay tuned. We'll get to it eventually, yes. oh, yeah. especially if it's really good. Keep, but keep, <laughs> keep them rolling. We're never sure they're still actually listening after they've left this glorious voicemail. Yeah, but yeah true. We, we hope you're there. So I'll, I'll crank up the heat in the house so that way we get a little sweatier. <laughs> we yeah. have to shed some clothing. Wait till we hit the YouTube, dude. They'll yeah. see how we're naked yeah. when we do this. Yeah. So. They'll see, see how us. bottomless we are. <laughs> put, you know, put our put our voices to our faces, which is going to be terrifying at I first. Know. You'll God, get yeah. used to it. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll put weird. some background and put some pretty stuff in the background, <laughs> and it'll be all right. It'll if you fun. if you want to get to seeing us on YouTube sooner, uh, a great way to support the podcast is through our Patreon. Uh, we've got some awesome perks, uh, including tons of extra audio just waiting for you, like twelve hours of it. You get to vote on upcoming movies. There is currently a vote going on for two. Movies that we will talk about over Christmas time yeah. that our Patreons get to vote for that top tier. So check us out on patreon.com slash confused breakfast. There are a few new members we got to mention Pit Take Barbecue, Joey Piamonte, Cole DeRocher, and David Waters. Uh, and last but not least, yeah. we uh, we love reviews. Reviews mean the world to us. Uh, shows that people are 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 enjoying it. And yep. when somebody's like, "Oh, let's check out this confused breakfast," see if people like them. When they they go on there, like, "Oh shit, people like them." You know oh, what, Mike? Dope. I wish there was a certain time for reviews. Oh, you think? Should we real quick make us? Let's stop recording and make a sound. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And we're back. Reveal time. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was awesome. Cool, right? Uh, this is from Hojor1. It's entitled, These Dudes Get It. These guys are an absolute blast to listen to every week. I found the Mortal Kombat episode and was hooked instantly. This is the one and only podcast that I look forward to every week. Not giving these guys a five-star review is a real goocher. Sincerely. <laughs> Sincerely. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You can usually tell when people write the reviews on what their most recent yeah. episode they listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That had to be stand by me. Goocher. I'm goocher, man. We're going to get to all of you, I swear. Yeah. We will. You're all beautiful. Yeah. You're our favorite. Thank but, you so uh, much. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we talk about a movie that received absolutely horrible critical reviews, but audiences loved it, which is absolutely right up our alley, sincerely. This movie taught us that a man's furnace is his own business and that you should trust your gut instincts and beware of those suburbanite neighbors, especially if they aren't American. If you don't take care of your lawn, <laughs> if you don't take care of your lawn, come to the neighborhood block party and drive down the street without headlights, you are most certainly a serial killer. We are, of course, talking about 1989's The Burbs. Uh, for those of you looking to get a refresher on the movie quick, I found it for free uh, with commercials on Peacock. I right. got a Peacock subscription. Literally yep, the right, only place you can get it besides Voodoo. Yeah, kind of weird. It's not even on Prime. Can you buy mm, it on Prime? Can you? It says unavailable on Prime. There's no YouTube thing or anything like that. That's so weird. Nothing. Well, um, I highly recommend you seek this out on Blu-ray. There's a lovely, lovely Shout Factory Blu-ray of this, and uh, it is amazing. Lots of lots of uh, information that I got off of that Blu-ray. Cool. Yeah. Well, first things first, we always try to get the pertinent, important details of the movie out of the way. Sean, that's your job. Fucking do it. Let's do it. Produced by Larry Bresner and Michael Finnell. Written by Dana Dana Olson. Also wrote Inspector Gadget and George of the Jungle. So, you know, Jeez. really awesome. Great stuff. Great. Um, <laughs> cinematography by Robert M. Stevens, edited by Marshall Harvey, production design by James Spencer, music by the motherfucking Jerry Goldsmith of The Omen, Poltergeist, First Blood, Alien, Gremlins, and every other movie you can think of fame. Classic AF. <laughs> uh, and directed by Joe Dante, which I'm so glad we are finally getting to a Joe Dante movie. Cast, Tom Hanks, Rick Duckerman. Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher, Corey Feldman, Wendy Shaw, Henry Gibson, Theodore Gottlieb, Tobert. <laughs> That's supposed to be Robert Picasso <laughs> and, and one and only Dick Miller, who was in every single movie ever. Dane Olson was inspired by real-life childhood experiences when writing the script for The Burbs. Olson had a pretty normal neighborhood, but had its fair share of weird things, including an axe murderer, and he could swear every week the newspaper said something about a mailman kills his family and himself oh, or something God. like that. Knowing that where there's fear, there's comedy, Olson wanted, to, wanted the story to be a cr cross between Ozzy and Har Harriet and the Manson family. Joe Dante being the offbeat comedy and horror director he is, he is and was incredibly interested in the script along with his producer. Dante, Olsen, and producer Fennell all agreed that Tom Hanks was the man for the job. They offered him the role and Hanks was very excited about the part. Hanks liked that the character of Ray had some sort of urge to stray away from the mundane and also was impressed by Dante's directing style. Most of, the, most of the creatives on set, including Hanks, wanted their character of Ray to exude a more James Stewart vibe from Rear Window. Rear Window, if you haven't seen it, is James Stewart just literally bound to a chair because he's had an accident and he's watching his neighborhood and sees some fishy stuff. So pretty much kind yeah. of inspiration for this movie. Idea. Okay. The film was shot entirely on the Universal Studios backlot, mainly on the Colonial Street. As the production started, the backlot they were shooting on was the current shooting location for the television series, Leave It to Beaver. So they didn't do much of rearranging on the sets that they already had a overbearing amount of normalcy to them. Yeah. Uh, the film opened at number one, raking in $11.1 million on its opening weekend in February of 1989. Wow. That's all I got for now. Damn, damn, damn. So uh, next, yeah, we like to give the audience a little insight into what we thought about the movie the 
first time we saw it. Pick out those nostalgia nostalgia meters. Uh, AJ, I'm going to start you off on this one, man. Where yeah. where were you when you first saw this one? What'd you give it a rating? You know, it's funny because like normally I see movies like on TV or I have to like watch my brother by proxy of like you know picking them up. What's weird is I've never seen this movie before. No, what? I've never <laughs> oh, seen. Oh man, the I'm birds. so excited. I've never seen The Burbs. Um, Sean has talked about this movie a ton to me on like our other podcast. I'm super stoked. And, and you do the, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I do the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah, no, totally. yeah. no, I'll totally check it out, Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I find out that Mike is apparently a big fan of this movie as well to some degree. And it's just like, I was like, okay, well, I didn't want, I like, I'm excited to do it. Much like we've said, when you get to experience a movie for the first time that you're excited about or, or that, that other people are excited yeah. about, it does make you a little bit more excited to, to jump into it, mm-hmm. whereas I probably normally would not invest the time you know, so really excited for this one. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, Sean, what about you, man? Tell me yeah, you've man. seen it. Well, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> or else we're in, a, we're in the wrong episode. <laughs> I've definitely seen it, yes. Uh, no, I really like what you said about that, AJ, because like even like last week, when you, you loving The Running Man, I'm like, that seems like not an AJ movie, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But uh, I, I fucking loved it, and I was super AJ excited. AJ hates to, jogging. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's like my, my biggest, one of my biggest fears. I, I've had three knee surgeries. <laughs> Um, hell yeah! Uh, I, I first saw this movie. It was just a, a, a rental binge. You know those rental binges you go on where it's like five for five for three nights or yeah. something like that or some you know. And the uh, cover looked like a horror movie. Didn't yeah, it? well, yeah. I was just a huge fan of Tom Hanks at the time, and it was I was I was pretty young, and so me and my cousins from Illinois, we were staying up there with them that weekend. We just got a bunch of movies, and this was one of them. And I was. I was in for a Tom Hanks movie and I got something completely different. <laughs> and I, honestly, at that time, I don't know if I thought much of it. Uh, I, I maybe thought like, well, that was cool. Tom Hanks was not really like the hugest part of it, but um, I probably say I liked it as a movie. So I would give it a five back then. Straight up five. Uh, that is guaranteed rental for me. I remember renting it based off the cover okay. and my parents being like, Oh, that'd be a cool one. Yeah. Like we like Tom Hanks and it'd be fun. And then, then it was definitely a recording on VHS. Like yeah. we recorded it nice. off of TBS or something like that. I can see the writing on the tape right now. Uh, but I love the slapstick of it as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so awesome. Like, Oh, but very creepy aspects. That kept it from being in my, like, this is my favorite movie ever right, kind of right. thing. So straight up 7.5. Gotcha. Would watch it anytime it's on. Maybe happen to go to the bathroom during a few scenes. Like, oh, I got to pee during the scene. Yeah. You know, it's one whatever. of those things. Yeah. Yeah. A couple creep things. But yeah. overall, uh, yeah, pretty excited to strip away this nostalgia and see what we think uh, modern day. Oh, yeah, man. Yes. But before we do that, uh, AJ always does some research for us to give us what the critical ratings were, uh, fan reviews, everything of the time. What do you got, man? Let me tell you. I heard this was pretty bad for the from the critics. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so critics were not necessarily mean, but not necessarily nice on this. Um, if we uh, start off where, guys? The, the tomato meter. The Burbs, 1989. 53% on the Ooh. tomato meter. It was a splat mm. for the critics. Uh, audience score, 71%. See, that makes more yeah, sense. Move on over to IMDb. We're at a 6.9, oh, which is okay. actually pretty good on IMDb. 69. <laughs> 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 I got him. <laughs> Sorry, oh, AJ. God. Sorry, we ruined your segment. Wow, dude, thanks. Um, 
the guy, Raj, Raj. made an appearance. Yeah. I, just, I didn't like it. I just, he gave it two stars. <laughs> oh, wow. I, two thumbs up? Two, is that, oh, nope, okay. nope, nope not, not, not even close. <laughs> Fuck you, Raj. Two stars is two out of five for him. So um, I just took one little ab- excerpt because he just talks a lot about, you know, what the what the film is about and everything, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Roger Ebert. That's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in this little in this little snippet, he says it's hard to put your finger on exactly what's missing from the movie. The actors do what they can with the material, and the special effects are ambitious, but somehow the film fails to rouse itself into any real conviction. It's cut and dried. We anticipate the major events in the story, and we're right. And when the explanations for the strange family's behavior finally arrives, it's not much of a surprise. So, like I said, just that's just okay. It's just one thing there. Did Siski weigh in on that? I didn't see anything from Siski. We don't give a fuck about Siski. Dave Dave Kerr was the one who did it. From I think I think they work the same paper. Chicago Tribune. Okay. So yeah, Um, uh, but he he was kind of like Raj. So I just left it out. Uh, This was a this was a good one, actually. Believe it or not. So just a couple excerpts from this. Uh, The most original part of the Burbs is in the first sixty minutes. Uh, in which Dante creates a fresh new narrative space built out of overlapping and rapidly multiplying points of view. Hmm. I do think that's a very interesting part of this. Although the Burbs loses some of its creative energy and becomes a more less straightforward narrative. Though the Burbs is hardly an actor's film, Hanks continues to demonstrate the ease and maturity that has been his since big, while Dern, Ducumin, and Feldman lend broad but effective support. Nice. Cool. This is a good one. He's really, he loves this movie. These are fan reviews? This is a fan review. Uh, This is from Tom Stowe two years ago, okay? It's one of my favorites. Saw it in the theater in 99, all smoked up. (laughs) Funny as hell with a lot of great one-liners. Writing was on point. All caps? Fuck yeah. All all caps. And there's only one exclamation mark in between two words that are put together. So, <laughs> so still smoked up or what? <laughs> did you see? Did you see that that neighbor's ass? <laughs> and it'd be fucking tight to hang out with Corey Feldman. <laughs> Can you imagine? Pizza dude. <laughs> Saw in the theater '89, all smoked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hell yeah! This guy went to a lot of concerts. Put that on the uh, fucking box, <laughs> man. Surprised he remembers <laughs> this. Box. I'm surprised he, he he found Google to put in a review in the right place. Dude, there's this thing you can like write a review, dude. It's I'm just gonna write like, it. It's like, I'm just like, ooh, that's a good name for a website. I'm He's just like, gonna. What write are you talking it. about? He invented Google. <laughs> I'm just gonna write it. So this is a one. This is a one out of ten. I like to think Google came from someone who was high and drunk at the same time and just like was on the verge of killing themselves, like puking up in their throat while they're while they're laid down, and they just get up, like give the gurgle out, like. Gurgle. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Google. Is and that what his you said? buddy who saved his life is like, I'm going to put a movie review on there. <laughs> How about? <laughs> <laughs> about the birds. <laughs> Shit. All right. One out of ten. One out of ten. From Sessed Up, January 10th, 2019. Sean's what beer spilled. Sean's just wiping beer on my wall. This is why we're, getting, your wall. This is why we're going to YouTube eventually here, he's guys. He's just rubbing it in. Jesus. I'm so sorry. So this is a one out of ten titled Misogynistic Ridiculous Genreless. Oh boy. Uh warning, spoilers. Here we go. (laughs) You gonna watch this movie. No, okay. (laughs) If you're planning on watching 
That's what I was waiting for. I wanted Mike to do it. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're for, don't get smoked up before this. If you're a breathing human, I'll save you the f- trouble. I'll save you the breaths. Warning, spoilers. <laughs> totally ridiculous. Tom Hanks and his idiot co-stars overact so much. The movie moves so slowly because it doesn't have an engine. Is it a comedy? No. A horror flick? No. A thriller? No. It's just a weak commentary on the desperation of the suburbs with xenophobic overtones. Plus, they treat the wives like objects with no personalities, parentheses, except nags. Also, spoiler, Tom Hanks and his crew break and enter, cut cut municipal power lines, and blow up a house and don't get arrested. What the actual fuck? (laughs) Terrible, terrible, terrible film. Do not waste your time. There's some things that I can kind of agree with in there. You know what? But I want to point this out. This is what I like about our podcast. I, I have I will on occasion pop into some other film review podcasts and just see what's going on, you know. And a yeah. lot of times people really focus on things like misogyny yeah. or like, oh, they they can't you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Like, but like these this was made in a different time. Ne- definitely not saying that any of that is right, but you not can't you can't review a movie thirty years later based on current standards. Yeah. Right. You and can I talk like that about it. We can talk, and yeah. we always do. And I feel like we're very good about talking about that stuff. But that doesn't make the movie a bad movie, right? If if it has some things like ooh, they they wouldn't have done that nowadays. Yeah. It's it's the classic boy couldn't get away with that today. Yeah, that's no. okay. But that's where you kind of need to leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, you you couldn't and you shouldn't. But you know what? This is what the movie is. Yeah. Let's do it. We are big supporters of women and equal rights and 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 things that you shouldn't do. Like, yeah. like we're like, don't do that. Fucking That's Carrie what, Fisher's no in this kidding. movie. Yeah, man. like it's. Yeah. I mean, like she might not get so much time. Like she might not be like that useful in this movie as a character. Yeah. anyway. But it's fucking Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Like, she's still awesome in this. She's movie. great. She, I thought, I felt like she was very powerful actually in this movie. That she <laughs> yeah, kind of no ran kidding. the fucking house. <laughs> no kidding. What do you mean they treated her like an object? She's like, no, fuck you. Right. You're not going outside today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it, but they yeah. take charge yeah, no, at one point. It's like, right. yes, they should. Yes. Have. No kidding. Fuck that well, guy. I'm getting Anyways. off my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's AJ from The Confused Breakfast. Before we get to the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode, let's talk about your meat and potatoes. That's right, I'm talking about keeping your gear groomed and greased. Luckily, Manscaped has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge, no pun intended, or is it? Or is it? Oh, I see what you did there. Ceramic blade to reduce grooming and accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology with the new lawnmower 4.0 it's never been easier to focus on the details by shining a light on places that should only be seen in the dark <laughs> not to mention all the amazing care products from wipes ball deodorant and their crop reviver you can make sure your biscuits are properly buttered all holiday season long nice whoa the best news of all guys is manscaped is actually offering 20 percent off and free shipping as long as you use the code confused at manscaped.com. Wait, That's, what? Yeah, yeah. Say that say that code one more time. Confused. Confused? confused. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to you have to type it with an inflection like that, I think, too. You have to confused. Think it in italics. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
but yes, if you type confused in at manscaped.com, you'll receive 20% off your order and free shipping. That's what you get for being a special listener of our podcast. That's a good guys. goddamn deal if I ask me. It's not bad at all, right? So go unlock your confidence and get your weeds whacked before you get your wiener whacked with the best tools and products from Manscaped. This is Big Don T from Big Don Auto and Chicken World right off Exit 5 in good old Memphis, Tennessee. And this here is the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Let's get back to the show. Cheers to that. (laughs) Dudes, what do you say we take some time off of work? But instead of going away to the lake and relaxing, <laughs> let's sit at home in our cul-de-sac with our wacky neighbors and see who can die or get arrested first. I Dude, mean, honestly, fuck yes. Life <laughs> in the burbs will never be the same again. Here we go. All right, so suburban homeowner Ray Peterson is home on a week-long vacation. He awakens one night to investigate a strange light coming from his new neighbor's basement. The next morning, Ray observes his various neighbors. Teenager Ricky Butler prepares to paint his family's house. Elderly neighbor Walter lets his dog Queenie shit on Mark Rumsfeld and his wife Bonnie's lawn. (laughs) His other neighbor, Art, joins Ray and his family for breakfast where they converse about the strange foreign neighbors called the Clopex. Clopex. Dude, Dude. This intro was Google Earth before Google Earth. Yeah. It was. Where where did it go? Oh, mate. Dude, it went to Des Moines. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it basically went to Des Moines, right? I I paused it. Yeah. Okay, so for reference, we live in Iowa. We yeah. live in Cedar Rapids area, which is more eastern Iowa, but I paused that and zoomed in and out a couple times with a map in my hand. I'm like, that's fucking Des Moines. That's Des Moines. Which is like, like two hours away from us. Yeah. yeah, I got a little fact here. It says, although the panning at the beginning of the film depicts it as taking place in the Des Moines, Iowa area, several references, including the Illinois license plates on the Chicago on the garbage truck place, the film in the Chicago area. Which clearly is not where Chicago is. It's pretty close. Like, we're two hours away from Des Moines, four hours away from Chicago. Yeah, so, so really bad map skills. Yeah. 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 I mean, things were different back then. <laughs> you know, the plate, things were in different places back yeah, then. Yeah, things were, yeah. The, you know? the, plate, tec- the plate tectonics, yep. like, you know, Pangea used to be, it all used to be one country. That's right. And then everything yeah. separated. The same thing with the U.S. The climate. Science. You know, yeah. yeah cities the, drifted a little bit away the, from, right. You know, the lines in the map used to be, the climate was different back then. Totally. It's the 80s. What yeah. can you do? Yeah, and, and that's why it's bullshit and you should never watch this movie. Absolutely. Global warming. That's it. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Uh, so t- <laughs> interesting about Tom Hanks, though, he was not really a big name at this point. If you, if you think about he was it, on the cusp, he was so close. And what's weird is a uh, big was filmed after this, mm. which was his like breakout role. But it actually got released prior to this movie coming yeah. out. Because wasn't there like a big writer strike going on at this? There was point? a writer strike going on, which is kind of interesting because they couldn't do rewrites on set. Uh, for for the burbs, they couldn't do rewrites at all. So the way they got around that was to cast Dana Olson as a cast member. He's what? he's one of the police at the end, and so that they didn't really get around it that way. Yes, but he but he could like suggest things he was there, and, he and so that's things. why a lot of this movie is improv. But uh, yeah, Tom Hanks was 
just about to explode. Yeah. Like, he was nominated for an Oscar for Big. As and we, then as we this movie came out, which is probably what catapulted it, yeah. at least into people's... Because it did well at the box office, so it had it come out before Big, maybe it wouldn't have. Yeah, true. It's just kind of weird to think about. But he's <laughs> wow. so... he's so. We're going to talk about this the whole time, about how great he is in this movie. Right off the bat, when he throws his coffee at the paper boy, <laughs> he like he gets hit with the paper, and he like, like he like dumps it, his coffee at the paper like, boy. Because he's like... He goes out there... And Tom Tom Hanks is is great at just putting himself into this world, right? Yeah. Because and he's he's great about that. And that's why he's a great actor, yes. right? He puts himself into this world that he just goes and he's got his coffee out there and in his robe and pajamas and stuff. And like the paper go, boy goes by and like he even puts his hand out so he can like kind of hand it off to him. <laughs> the paper boy doesn't pick up. He's just like. <laughs> It just hits him, and he just tosses his coffee at him. He's like, fuck, god damn it. Like, Instant reaction. That's what anybody would have done. Like, it's so great. I wouldn't be surprised if that was somehow improvised, to be, <laughs> it, it to be honest. It might have been, man. Like, I think, it, I think that was great. Yeah, his facial reactions is just like the everyman, and that's like why he's cast and everything. Like yeah. he's, he's the every man who's stranded on an Island. You know, he's the every man who stormed Normandy beach yeah. or whatever the fuck the, that beach <laughs> on D day. D day, baby. Um, yeah. and yeah, he's just, he's just the perfect every man and he's the perfect guy to ex- exude that kind of energy. Yeah. And he's like the, the fact that he's on a staycation in his own home <laughs> while like just things are just going on around him is just the, the most perfect, Every man kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I know several people who work their fucking asses off 24 seven. And all they want to do is just sit on the couch yeah. on the weekend yeah. and you can't blame them. Well, you know, he like it's more, it, it's more work to go on vacation. That he even points yeah. that out. He goes, yeah. God, but then we're going to sit in traffic and we're going to have to go there yeah. and their neighbor with the big head. And yeah. like, he's like, no, I just want to be, I just want to be here. He's like, this is better to me. Okay? I love being home. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. To be honest, this is, this is part of my nightmare. We moved into a nice neighborhood <laughs> and everything. And like, like, it's not that I don't want to get to know my neighbors. I know several of them. They're all super nice people. But then you're just like, I don't want to turn into that. Like, yes. where it's like your whole it's world. It's more you don't want to do. Yeah. It's like your whole world is just like what's happening on your street and out, directly out of your front door. That is my night, too. And honestly, it could be even worse now because there, yeah. you, have, you were a part of a Facebook group for your neighborhood. Correct. Am, am I now, right? Yeah, that is correct. Too. Everyone is. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yet. I have to create it. And the stuff that <laughs> pop- don't do it. Yeah. The stuff that the stuff that pops up on that is it will it's pure comedy. Oh, it's it's absolutely <laughs> comical, man. I have a top ten list going right now from my neighborhood on top ten funniest moments that have happened on our Facebook. Oh, do you really? And funny to me, not funny to the rest of the people. Yeah, because yeah. it was serious for them. Oh, but I'm, I'm serious. laughing my fucking ass. Do off. they know there's a local celebrity in, in their cold? Of course set? they do. <laughs> Here, here's the best part for me though, because AJ, I agree with you completely. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, like a couple months ago, somebody told me a story about how they moved into this new neighborhood and they're so happy they've wanted to be in this neighborhood forever and all they do is everyone's so tight-knit that every Saturday night they pick a different house and everyone goes to that house oh, and wow. has like this big party. God. That's my fucking night. That's your night. I love some of my neighbors <laughs> yeah. so much and I love hanging out with them. I don't want to hang out with anybody every weekend. Yeah. Let alone my neighbors. Yeah. And and that's why this movie's so great. It's a literally a perfect portrayal of suburban life and neighborhood. It's it, this it is. complete hodgepodge of people living way too close together with way too much time on their hands. Yeah. The fact that is suburban life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the the idea is the fact that if you looked out your window and saw 
Nope, Art's got a gun. And that's normal <laughs> yes. behavior. That would be upsetting to me. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's scary as fuck. But, but it's suburban. It's a it, cul-de-sac. Yeah, man. You're you're like you're you're just you're absolutely right. It's like I would love to maybe have a beer here, but uh, I just don't think we should do this. Just imagine all all that toxic energy, all that like disdain for like un unspoken disdain for people that you barely know, but that you have to be around and live with technically on the internet that's what it is today you yes. know that's how that's how these like stalkers like live nowadays you know oh, dude, we, so so and so's dog was in my neighborhood or the, in my that's layard. the thing yeah the the perfect examples are there's a dog out or, or is, is your internet out yeah is anybody else's <laughs> internet out or yes or, yes it is yes the internet's out god damn it it's out okay or we actually we threw a we threw a party a birthday party a surprise birthday party for Sean. Hey. And we literally invited everybody over and we said, "Hey, park down the street. There's a little like kind of cul-de-sac yeah, yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. little vi- thing down there you can kind of park in." That's where they were. And and we said, "Hey, park down there." And then we I saw on our Facebook group that it's like, "Does anybody know what's going what on they? with all the cars? Are these serial killers?" <laughs> like it's like, "Yeah, the purge is happening actually, and it's starting in this corner of your neighborhood." What the fuck do you think is going on? And somebody literally responded, "It's like, "Do you have any more info trying to investigate?" <laughs> Like, this shit's real. It Investigate, is. like the, what what these guys are doing. What they yes. eventually grow into. They're trying to investigate. Yes, it's that's they're the bored. Thing. They're yeah. bored out of their fucking minds. That's what they're. That's it's. They're so bored. It's what their lives have become. That their neighborhood is their world. Yeah. yeah. And it, there's nothing else really exists outside of this. Their pathway to work. And hey, do you want to go down to the deli to get a roast beef sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was going to go to this other place that I knew that uh, that has another thing, like a hot dog or whatever. Dude, <laughs> it blows me away. For more of that talk, we're going to cover that. We're on, definitely uh, going to talk on about our, that on Patreon. On our Patreons. But uh, like yes. th- this. The score for Jerry Goldsmith comes yep. on, and and like when it's panning down into Des Moines, yeah. seemingly, um, and those like well, and then like it pans like f- across like all the houses, mm-hmm. then it gets to the Clopex, and it has that like huge organ, you know. I'm like, oh, this is a Joe Dante movie. Like he just right ha- he just like the cheesiness just exudes but off the works. screen. It's so it's so like. Every every movie he makes is just like this is a fantasy. It was just like yeah, there's nothing like this is a real thing that happens, but this is my take on it. You know, yeah. Yeah. this is what this was like in my brain. What happens to me? It seems like a slight a, a more grounded like Tim Burton. Like, okay, okay, like Beetlejuice. That's what. That's yes. the way I felt. But not as exotic. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not as crazy. Like over the top as like Tim Burton gets. Like, or and it, and the music's not as crazy as Danny Elfman. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's not just true. they're all just step downs. And I'm not going to go as far as to say it's like Tim Burton from Wish. It's <laughs> no, but it is. It is good. It is good. But it is like you can tell. Like it's very. It's manicured for what his vision is. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like as soon as I was like, damn, Jerry Goldsmith is so fucking awesome. And then you see Queenie, and then part of the score becomes Barks. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't like that. At all. I don't like that. Actually, I'm not a fan <laughs> of this. I don't like that at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hate Dancing in the Rain or whatever the fuck by Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Or oh, it's not even that. There's a there's a whistle in that song that I fucking hate. But uh, Jane's Addiction, the the. Uh, yeah, dude. I, yeah. What? There's no need. There's no for need. Barks in a don't make a snare drum a bark. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. The uh, let, let's let's move away before Sean gets really mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it. So Rick Duckerman. Yeah. 
he he's either in the lead or tied in the lead for actor in the movie in the most movies that we've done. This is the third Shit. movie we've done with him. Oh, he's wow. a goat, man. I so far, I that's got to be so far. I mean, we've only done two Tom Hanks movies, right? True, yeah. but three Rick Duckamans. I mean, he's he's such. What was a, our third? I know Blank Check. Encino Man. Okay, Blank Check. Yeah, Sorry, not not a huge role, but yeah, yeah, but he yeah. was in it. Still you know, there. Uh, took over the scene. He's literally the fucking gasoline in this movie. Hundred percent. He is pushing everyone to the next step. Importing ideas just shows how bored he is. He wants something to happen. His wife's gone yeah he's ready to roll like oh hey right you guys eating in there <laughs> dude, dude <laughs> even the breakfast scene like did you see so dude, good i've seen this movie so many times and i laugh about so many parts of that <laughs> but like first of all there's a pineapple i'm like what's he gonna do with this fucking pineapple but dude he re the, for the first that's why i love doing this podcast with you guys i've seen this movie a million times <laughs> never noticed it till this time he eats dog food <laughs> Yeah. Is that what you're laughing at? Yeah. He like uh, she comes. Carrie Fisher comes by with a thing of dog food, and he's just hands everywhere. And he just reaches in and grabs dog food, and she kind of goes, "Okay," and sets it down for Vince. Yeah, couldn't yeah. believe it. He like makes that face, like, "What the hell?" Is like, I don't want any more of that. It's and like, moves yeah. right onto the next thing. He, he just eats right past it. What's like, he gonna do with that pineapple? It's literally perhaps the best acting while eating scene ever in That's a movie. A great point. It's like. I don't know how he's getting all this dialogue across, which is a lot probably improv. <laughs> like getting it all across, and like he's got the ribs and the pineapple for no reason. It's it's so good. Yeah, dude. And everything he's eating except the dog food looks like it's pretty like, fucking good. It looks pretty that. tasty. It's it's like it, it goes to show he's like yeah he's obviously batching it up. He's not cooking for yep. himself. He's not doing anything really for himself. He's all out for him for. For himself, yes. yes. Not not taking care of himself. Right, right. <laughs> and it is very, very funny. He's gasoline in this whole thing. You he, want something bad to happen so bad. He is Lewis Tully in this. The more he's on screen, <laughs> yes. the more I want him. I he, he, Every time he's on screen, he steals a show for yeah. me. Because he, he is filling the air. He is just filling your head with ideas yep. while you're watching a movie. It's brilliant. And it kind of it kind of pained me to hear that Rick Duckerman and Tom Hanks didn't really get along that much oh, during man. filming. Like they they weren't like contentious or anything like that, like offset. They were just like didn't match energies, this, which is kind of perfect yes, for their roles. Probably. Like yeah. Ray is just, you know, like and to uh compare it to one of our patron saints that we're going to cover one of these days, the Big Lebowski. Uh, Rick Duckman's character is John Goodman's character in yeah. The Big Lebowski. Okay. Okay. He's just yeah. like, hey, this is what's going on. And he's just exacerbating every single thing that he can think of. Yeah. yeah. And then Ray has to deal with it all. But he's also like, like the dude. He's also intrigued by whatever he's yeah. saying. And he, but he's also like, I don't know. It could be bullshit. And then there's like one little snippet here and there. He's like, oh, but that could be true. You know, yep. he's propelling everything. Like you say, the gasoline, it's this a whole funnel. movie. Art's just throwing things in the funnel and they're all dwindling down and a yes. little bit starting to come out in a ray. Yes, exactly. And there's some cool special effects before we move on. I, 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 People probably think there's a little too much cheese in this movie, but I, I just, it works for me in this movie. Like when he walks, when Ray walks across the property line onto the Clopex and like yeah. the weather changes, the wind blows so and good. like everything's crazy. And then he steps back and it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. That That's, that's very Tim Burton-esque. And I love that shit. Very I much. think it's awesome. It is very good because that starts, that, that just gives you a little bit of the inside of the the whimsical yep. aspect of this movie that it's not going to be just a straightforward kind of a thing. It's going to have some 
fun aspects to yep. it. Some spooky and fun aspects spooky. to it. Uh, the way they set up like this entire uh this entire cul-de-sac, like these characters, like Bruce Dern coming out. What yeah. like one, Bruce Dern. Yeah. Oh my god. Rumsfield. Oh, like Field. Bruce Dern is like one of the best actors of all time will go down as one of the best actors of all time and i can't believe he's in this movie like somehow like it, it's just crazy to me he's like laura dern's dad you know yep. obviously oh, yeah, yeah but completely embodies the like that type of character like who, who like kind of fuels uh rick duckman's character a yep. little bit to art but, kind of but like him. artfully like he he just nudges he yeah. just pushes art a little bit and makes him go do all the crazy stuff. Yeah, he's stuff. got a, like everyone's got their com- completely different, you know, motivations towards yeah. this, but they all have the same kind of goal, and they're just kind <laughs> of like tugging and pulling at each other. And it's just it's done so good and set up so perfectly right away. Let me ask you guys about Rumsfeld. Uh, do you think it's a little bit of a stolen valor type thing with him? I think so. He was in the military, but I yeah. don't think he was some big bad. Honorably discharged after like one week. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like he, he even, I even found some of this on Reddit. Uh, he claims to have spent time in Southeast Asia, although the words Vietnam, Vietnam War are never mentioned. Ricky calls him Lieutenant. Art calls him Captain at one point. Uh, <laughs> during the invasion of the Klopex house, he's wearing tiger stripe camos and a green beret, both of which are indicative of uh, special forces. Despite these details, no insignia is ever seen meaning he probably just bought, <laughs> bought it. it uh like he's always seen in military clothing and like going about like raising the flag yeah. and saluting it in the morning <laughs> like was he really a badass or was he just kind of like soldier of fortune you know? yeah i mean like he's just got a tab running at the military surplus <laughs> yes, store yes, like, yes. Yes. he might run it for yeah, all we know yeah, that's a good point <laughs> he does he does say an arms dealer across the street yes. next, maybe, yes. maybe he is <laughs> so i i think he was definitely in the military i just think it's a little bit of a stolen valor meaning like he's thinking he was more yes great (laughs) point very good point um the only thing that i have to mention if we if i don't talk about it it's very funny to me and it's very tom hanks and carrie fisher comes out and is like what's going on he's like he's like walter's dog just took a crap on uh, (laughs) rosefield lawn again uh, <laughs> he just got this tired, like almost like drunk baby look on his face. We all do the same thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> just very, very that that was literally the first thing that made me laugh in this movie yep. was yep. that right there. I was like, "Fucking Tom <laughs> Hanks." I love. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys saw while while they're like all in this breakfast scene and, and everything like that, and he's talking to Carrie Fisher, and his son is in there. Uh, in the background, there is a Gremlins cereal box. Oh. Did you guys notice that at all? No. There's a Gremlins cereal box. I don't even know if it was a real cereal or not. I got to imagine that it was, but this is Joe Dante's last movie, and it's kind of why he got the burbs is because the Gremlin, Gremlins, or, Gremlins so was well. a really, really big hit. Wow. And so uh, all you Patreons out there are about to pump up them votes. Yeah, Bump dude. Votes. Uh, well, if we're going to talk about uh, Ray's son, Dave. Oh, yeah. He's played by Corey Danziger. Uh, who was nominated for Best Young Actor starring in a motion picture. For this? What fucking movie were they watching? This kid had like two lines. Yeah, two Wait, lines. And where? What? It just says it, Corey Danzinger was nominated for Best Young Actor in a starring in a motion picture for his role. And like, was Nickelodeon a thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Kids' Choice Awards. But my God, that kid did nothing in this movie and went on to do nothing. <laughs> and it was it's kind of a funny thing because uh, Tom Hanks, he kind of, 
argued for the point to not yeah. have a son in this movie, to not be a father, just be a young young guy. Yeah, and it's honestly like I don't know why he he is in this. Really, it's it, not. There's really no nothing. point. Honestly, it, it doesn't add anything. It, it would makes make... him. It makes him be like a little bit more pathetic, I yeah. guess, where he's not like really paying attention to his whole family. It's a good point. But that's about it. Yeah, I mean, you don't see like Art has kids. You know, right. you nobody has Rumsfeld kids. Rumsfeld has kids. Like, why is he the only? It would have made more sense if he was just like the younger, yeah. guy on the block. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he is. You can tell he kind of is. Like, I don't know. Weird. That makes sense. Well, let's push it along. So Art and Ray go over to knock on the Clopex door, but are chased off the porch by a giant swarm of bees. That evening, Ray meets outside with Art and Rumsfeld. They observe strange noises coming from the basement and one of the Clopex's unusual behavior with the garbage cans. Ray observes three figures in the Clopex backyard digging in the heavy rain. The scene where Ray walks up to the door and the, like the it's the wind's blowing at him and everything and it gets, cuts like close-ups of all the other characters dude like a Clint Eastwood like good good in the bad and the ugly kind of thing and it's just like zooming in on their face but somehow the dog has the best face it's awesome and did you guys know Queenie the dog also played Precious in the Silence of the Lambs unfucking believable oh, wow. yeah, like literally star. is that dog the biggest star on this be. on this film yeah. set then, that, at this point that film won best film. So it could Damn. be that I, I laughed out loud when they were zooming in on everybody's faces. And the next one was the dog. <laughs> the dog. Like, yeah. Squinted eyes and everything. It's like so perfect. Call it cheesy. Like I said, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so, it's so perfect for this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. And they, there's so many cheese ball stuff that just works. Like the, the address changing from six, six, nine to six, 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 when they get on the porch. Oh God. yeah. Yeah. That's so like, right. I don't care. It's awesome. It's, it's so it's, it just adds to it. It just adds you know? to it. It adds to the creepiness of why they're creeped out about this yeah. house. Mm -hmm. Nothing is right about this house. And it, it just goes to show, and somebody's mentioned it before in some comments, like on, uh, I don't know, either a TikTok or like Instagram somewhere, that like a lot of these things that you talk about, it's like, is that on purpose? It just goes to show like, Everything is happens for a reason. They mm -hmm. don't. Nothing happens by accident on these movie sets. Because if it did, they'd reshoot it. Yeah. And and so yes. the fact that like those little things happen, they go cool, got it. And it's like awesome. That was perfect. Yeah. That's that's great. I love that. Those little things, like you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. if it did happen on accident, we would tell you about it because it would probably in, be in like on the special features on <laughs> no the DVD. Kidding. You know. Yeah. So who is Ricky? Right. Corey Feldman's character. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Where are his parents? Yeah. <laughs> where are the parents? How. <laughs> how how old is he? Because he's drinking beer with Art at night. Yeah. That night yeah, they're yeah. like they're like, hey Ray. He's like, like painting his house too. Like yeah, I imagine he's like his parents are gone for the weekend or like the week. Yes. So he's like, and, and his only task to do that week is to paint the entire house. Yeah. Or like maybe even just like the front porch facade. You know. He's like twenty twenty one. He's like I'm still not, trying to put his life together. I'm gonna do that on the like the the eleventh hour. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a party every day until yeah. then. You know, dude. And think about Corey Feldman at this point. So Goonies, Stand by Me, Lost Boys, and License to Drive have all come out in the years leading up to this. He is so he's potentially at his peak and probably the biggest star in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it feels like his role is really forced. Just at like the time we need of the filming for sure. Yeah, we need Corey. Feldman in this movie, I don't give a fuck what his role is. Just put him in the movie. Cause because it, it just it's just a role. I love his role. It mm -hmm. feels but, very much like that. Yes. It does feel a little bit shoehorned to a degree. But I think it's I think it's a great place to put all the 
like the exposition that the characters need to get out. Sure. Yeah. Like, like when art is kind of telling him about the past story of like the, the, the ice uh, cream man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It works. It, you know, like that kind of stuff. I think Sean, you've said this about some previous characters. It's almost like an audience perspective. Definitely. That's really what he's bringing to the table. The, when he's showing the girl, like he's got yeah. over, it's, it's like, so no, good. no, no, this is better than the TV. This is better <laughs> than any movie. Like to see that out. guy over there. Yeah. Hey babe, want to come over and watch, my neighbors with yeah, me, yeah. like the eighties version of Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah. Neighborhood, neighborhood and chill. chill. Neighborhood, <laughs> neighborhood and chill. <laughs> I mean, it works. That's great. Oh man, yes. Oh gosh. The, and you get into really the first like moments that were scary to me as a kid. Yeah. First of all, the the basement lights and the noise that came out of that Definitely. was was frightening in a, such a cool effect. Uh, but dude, Hans driving his car down to the street, and the the shot of him slamming <laughs> that hoe into a garbage can with yeah. lightning, and the look, the angry look <laughs> yeah. on his face—they've got him done up weird, real Holy weird. They do. Fuck! It's like it was frightening yeah. as a kid. That's Courtney yeah. Gaines, and he's he's been in like he's been in like a couple Rob Zombie things here and there, and he's. He's in Children of the Corn as well as like oh, yeah. one of the I think Malachi maybe or something like that. Okay. Um <clears throat> but when he auditioned, he didn't like even really audition. Like he just went to see Joe Dante. He's like, Yeah, you're it. Okay. Like that's it. He just so, like looked yeah, at him, he's funny. like, Yeah, it's it's you. So the most important role in my world that Courtney Gaines has ever played. He plays a character called Dixon in Back to the Future. Oh. oh. It's the guy that steals Lorraine away. <laughs> and ends like ah, Back ha, off, ha, ha, fly. Ha, oh, and no he's got shit. that laugh, George, and he's laugh. Yeah. That is fucking Courtney Gaines. Oh shit, That's Courtney Gaines. Damn, that is Hans, man. motherfucking Hans from the Birds. Wow, <laughs> that's where I was like, whole that that was a mind blower yeah. for me when I looked him up <laughs> on IMDb. Com. I just love how the continuation of suburban life continues, and it's summed up with with one question. Oh, did I show you my new tool? <laughs> 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 what's what's Carrie Fisher's name? Carol or something Carol, like that? Yeah, Carol's dad got it for me. <laughs> it's, it's like, Thinking about building something with it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna build something with those? He's like, I don't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be excited about it. He's he really does. not even excited He's about like, it. He just like that's it's just one of those things. Like when I moved into this house, my dad got me a set of like power DeWalt power <laughs> tools. I just moved into a new house, I, my dad got me a he, set of tools. He did. He, there you go. You see, and it's, it's just like this idea that you know, man's gotta have tools. You know, hey, man, I, man's <laughs> gotta have tools. I show you my new leaf blower. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's oh. cool. I just blow my leaves to the really? corner. Yeah. You got good battery life. Oh no, on it's that great. Thing? Great. Yeah. yeah. You get a couple hours. Oh wow. Yeah, man, you just charge, charge up quick too. Where'd you get that at? Oh, uh, Menard, Menards. Menards. I got yeah, a good discount on it too. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. You always got to talk about the discounts. You got it on a great. Oh, deal. you got to go on a Sunday. You do that <laughs> rebate on nards. Sunday. That rebate's where it's at. I tell well, you that. Not only did I get that eleven percent, but I also they were actually doing a Labor Day sale that day. <laughs> yeah, you sign up for Menards card. It's like a rewards thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, every every time, every time it's like I know I don't know what you guys think about the blue collar comedy tour, but the joke of which did you? Which did you? It's like you didn't bring your truck. Which did you? Uh, dude, I, I I enjoyed the shit out of those I guys. Too. I really do. I think those guys are hilarious. If, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to hide it. If <laughs> you mow your yard and find a car, you might be a you might be. <laughs> I do love that. It shit. It is yeah. that kind of shit, though. Dude, it's like, oh, it's great. I do have to say, no matter no matter what, okay, no matter who you are, wherever you live, if you live in a neighborhood somewhere, 
Um, and you, if it's like a rainstorm that's happening, it's just downpouring and mm-hmm. everything. And but if I were to walk to the window and see all of my neighbors in the house digging holes <laughs> in their backyard, I would be fucking terrified. <laughs> yeah. The the first thing you do is call the cops. You just call the cops. Yeah, you just immediately point. go, hey, there's somebody's something, 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 something weird's something's going on. Something's wrong. I've never seen this before in my They're life. They're digging without a permit. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. there could be power lines and everything. Yeah, like, I, you're I'm, gonna need to come over. And I check don't this think out. that they know that. I'm nervous because I haven't seen anybody come and mark their yard for this. So, and please. his son saw it already too. Yeah. So this is two different instances yeah. where people are digging at night in Absolutely. the rain in their backyard. Yep. That's when you. That's when you call it, and you do it anonymously because you don't want to be the next door neighbor that did that. But at the same time, you make the fucking call <laughs> immediately. You don't want your gas line hit or your electricity hit or anything like that. Or it's a, a cold sack or a dead body in your backyard. It's got to. It's all got to be on the same system. That's yeah. that's the level of like of of scariness is hit the gas line. Uh, Hit, hit, hit the, the electrical, electrical line, line. Hit the internet line. Hit the internet line. Oh, sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> that's actually, number that's one. number two. then the Facebook page is going right. to get out of control. <laughs> that's right. And, and so that's definitely top three. Number four, maybe five, is dead body. <laughs> this is actually yeah. scary. <laughs> I'm actually scared right now. <laughs> All right, let's move this party along. So the next day, Art and Rumsfield accost two garbage men before they can take the Klopex trash. However, the bags contain nothing. Rumsfield's wife discovers Walter's dog, Queenie, running around. The group goes to Walter's house to investigate. Walter is not there, and it looks like a struggle has taken place. After discussing with Art that the Klopex might be into the occult, Ray has a nightmare in which the Klopex sacrifice him upon a giant barbecue grill. <laughs> so good. The garbage seems they, hilarious. They accost. I love the the verbiage. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Dick Miller is one of the garbage men, and he's in every single Joe Dante movie. Every movie. I'm pretty sure. But he's got so many titles under his belt. Like, just look up Dick Miller. He's in a movie that you've seen. Yeah. No matter what. He's in five. He's in ten movies you've seen. I guarantee Almost everyone in this movie, if you try to look them up on IMDb.com, it's endless roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, almost everybody in this movie was... In a lot of movies, there's yeah. a documentary called "That Guy Dick Miller" because he's cool. like, like you know, when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, it's that, oh, that guy. guy. He is that it's guy. It's that guy. Yeah. He, he was like, it's government property, or like it's our it's our property it's, if it's like on the street or something like that. It's like, and no, it's actually the city's property once it's in the truck. In the in the truck, yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh. Duh, it's it's just funny though how they're they're having like almost like philosophical discussions as lowly gar- garbage men, you know, like yeah. they're yeah. they're 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 having these great conversations, and uh, I still I I thought it was hilarious when they were fucking throwing everything out of the truck and like and that typical like suburbanite. Yeah. Like I pay your my taxes, I pay, your, pay your salary. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate when people say oh, that. It's so worst. bullshit. But uh, I I laughed out loud multiple times when the trash never got picked up yes. throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> like the two or three more times people just drove over the trash. Yeah. Like it was just, that's not, I'm not picking it up. Are you going to pick it up? I'm not picking it up. It's, like, <laughs> it's almost like, I like to think that like the movie set got lazy or something. And like, they're just like, eh, just leave it. It'll just be kind of a fun it. idea anyways <laughs> later on. It's just like, nobody wants to take the time to pick it up and they're on a tight schedule. So it's like, it's let's just not worry awesome. about it. I like how art is just like, oh, they must've switched the garbage at night. It's like, that he's just that committed, you know, just like just coming up with whatever he can yep. come up with to like, further this. They must have switched it. That's that's what's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> he's just building that into his head. And by the way, that's not what happened. It's it was never switched. It's not what they did with these with these bodies or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So 
he he was just furthering this along. Yeah, he was just moving yeah. this on. Most He's of just it building is, it in his own head. Most of it is his buildup, as we'll get to like <laughs> yeah. towards the end. Yeah, like most of it is like bullshit that is just like nothing. But yeah, they are are right on one thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right about one thing, but your way of getting there is <laughs> yeah, way exactly. the fuck off. Should have thought about this a little harder. Yeah, and then they even go over to Walter's. So they go over to right. Walter's house, right? And they're like. It looks like a struggle's taking place, and his fucking toupee is on the counter. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's not going anywhere without yeah. his rug, right? Like, come on now. So, some, so this, this is almost the catalyst. They didn't find anything in the trash can. Mm-hmm. It could have potentially ended here, where they're yeah. like, okay, fine, they're not doing anything wrong. But then this, they were easy to perfectly tie this in to be like, Klopex did it, right? They, they took him. Yeah, yeah. We know exactly what happened. Yeah. Let's keep let's keep moving and that's, forward. Yeah. And that's where the world gets lost to them. Yes, you know, like now it's now it's just the cul-de-sac. Once they find like they Walter's missing, and it might be you know might be nefarious or something like that. It's just like now nothing else exists. Yes, <laughs> this is the only thing we're thinking about <laughs> yes. from here on out. I love when they're leaving a note for Walter. It's just like it's like your dog's at my house. Your window's broken because we all thought you were kidnapped and stuff. And then he's just like completely dejected. Yeah, he's just <laughs> Walter, I have your dog. <laughs> Walter, I have your dog. We, we broke your window because we thought that, oh, shit, Jesus Christ. He's just crazy. Crazy. Which, which ends up being a very important scene because, because the Klopex saw him doing that mm-hmm. and like, it makes it look like race, like stole his dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like the, it's a, it's a kind of an important scene, I guess, it, it, in the whole grand scheme of things. It's one of those small things that does tie a lot of things yes. together. Yes, absolutely. Sean, did you, uh, so there he's in bed now, Ray's in bed. Yeah. And, and he's mm. watching TV. Did you know? Did you know the three movies that he scrolled through? Uh, I know it's The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, I yes. believe. And then, oh my God, just give me one hint. Uh, Devil, nineteen seventy five. It's apparently it's is very it, obscure. Is it Race with the Devil, Ride with the Devil, Ride with the Devil. Okay. Apparently, it's pretty obscure, but it's that sacrificing scene Are you where sure the, it's not the, Race with the Devil. It might be. Maybe my talk, maybe my text changed it to okay, race with okay, the devil. Okay, nineteen seventy five. But I was trying to think of it too, and I remember that movie. I love that movie. Go check out Race with the Devil. It's fun. Isn't great. it? People stumble upon like uh, a sacrifice yep. happening. Yeah, yep. but God. it's it's perfect. Those movie like they made some really great choices. We'll talk about later too. But showing those three movies, yes, making him have the nightmare. <laughs> yes. It's so great. And this is where your point of it being kind of like. Uh, Tim Burton esque. Right. It yes. gets very Tim Burton. This whole right dream. Here. The whole dream scene. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really over the top. I I love I love this aspect. And when that chainsaw comes through the wall, <laughs> this is what makes it so so dream esque. Is that Tom Hanks is taken aback, but his facial expressions rarely change. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and he just like uh. hurdles the thing, and he jumps down the stairs, and he like picks himself up, but his, his face is still like asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that. I don't know why, man. It's just something I noticed. I like. It reminds me of his performance in Money Pit, which is one of my all-time favorite Tom Hanks movies of all time. Where he's just like shit's going wrong in his house. Like it's just he touches one little thing on his wall and it brings down like the entire ceiling. And he's just like, 
Yeah. At some point, you just start not giving a fuck. Yeah, it's just yeah, like just, that's what he, that's how he's acted in this scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was very funny. That that nightmare was terrifying though, yeah, as a terrifying. child. It, I, I hate it. I hate anything like exorcism type or like sacrificial. Like, yeah. and I was a very religious kid growing up, so okay. the devil and yeah. no, don't fuck with that. Don't do those things. Cults. Oh my cults. Uh. Cults is a shock word. You yeah, know, you don't like want a, you know, satan, yeah. satanic cults, satan and rituals. Satan is our friend. Ray, Ray. <laughs> Ray, you're, you're chanting. You're chanting. Chantic. I'm not listening to this. <laughs> I'm not listening right now. <laughs> Can you guys guess what I thought the scariest part of his dream was? The dog with the axe in its head? Because that was a door. I laughed out fucking loud <laughs> no. when Walter and the dog had axes in their head. No. That's when I'm just like, this movie's fucking awesome. Yes! But <laughs> most, people would, most people would like, it's stupid. The dog would never have an axe in its head. It's like... Come on. 1980 fucking nine. <laughs> like, who cares? It's hilarious. What was the part? It, it was, it was honestly Rick DeCummin. Yeah. He, I did, he, he is, looked unrecognizable. You mean where he played? Well, he plays he the plays role. The guy. Of the ice cream shop of guy. The ice cream shop guy who's making cherry, cherry Coke. Yes. Yeah. That, the, the axe murderer or whatever. And he comes in and he's like, hey, hey, it's not, it's just me. I'm just, uh, I'm just pretending to be him. And then he puts his glasses on and he does that cackle with yes. his teeth. Yeah. Grit, and I was like. Whoa, that's nightmare fuel, Terrifying. bro. It, that I, was wild. It looks unrecognizable. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. I was like, oh, it is. Yeah. It is uh, art. I never yeah. knew that as a kid. I never tied that together. No, of okay. Like, this is art, and he's playing the guy that they talked about yeah. in the story. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I like, when he did that, I was like, that's the scariest part of this whole yep. thing. And well, good on him. Good on him. But another, another just great touch is then he wakes up. To Mr. Rogers in the background. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Like, such a nice touch. Who he would go on to, play. Go on to play. Yes. Actually. Yeah. Crazy. And, and a, supposedly that was a working title for the movie, too, is like Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, it's just nice little, like, that works yeah. for me. It's crazy. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. All right, so scene four, the next day, Ray's dog, Vince, finds a human femur bone. They realize Vince dug it up in the Clopex yard. Carol and Bonnie, sick of their husband's obsession, drag Ray and Runsfield over to the Clopex. They go inside and meet the family while Art secretly tries to investigate the backyard. After some conversation inside, the Clopex dog breaks loose and disrupts the gathering. Later that night, Ray reveals that he had found Walter's toupee inside the Clopex, and they all agree that they need to search the Clopex. Pack house to find Walter's dead body. So right before all this, I love how Carrie Fisher's just like, no, you're fucking done. Uh, you're not, you're not hanging out with fucking art anymore. This is yeah. crazy. You're, you're doing, you're doing stupid shit. And I love the the scene where he's like, can you come out and play? So like, he, can't, he can't come out until he resembles the man that I married. And he's like, Carol, we don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't have that much time. <laughs> and they act like fucking kids, like, like yeah. dejected. He like kicks Kick his foot. Oh. Can't come out. <laughs> and even Rumsfeld kind of turns around yeah. as they're walking away. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, and, and, and even more like, even their clothing is, <laughs> is in this line. Like like Rumsfeld is the kid who takes the army too seriously and <laughs> yes. really wants to go into the army. He's Corey Feldman and yes, stand by exactly. me. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And then and then art is just like basically Vern, but like with like more tenacity. <laughs> and, and then he's just it like really is, he man. Is. And and by the way, keep keep this in mind too. Art has an outfit for everything. Yes, he does. He has an outfit <laughs> for everything. We'll, we'll, we're going to. He's been preparing up. his whole life for oh this my gosh. moment. 
basement in his we'll, neighborhood. We'll start coming up on more of his outfits <laughs> and everything. But it is. They're like the two friends who like want to play. And mom says, no, he can't come on out. And the when he gets when art <laughs> when art goes to him and he's sitting in the in the lounge Literally chair out there. And he's like, he's like, Ray. Ray, we flushed him out. Ray, we flushed him out. And he's like, oh, I just, I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed. I'm just trying to get some sleep. <laughs> just, it's very true. It's like, of course he's fucking awake. He's like, stop bothering the man. Just leave him alone. <laughs> if, if if I had to d- write an, a eulogy for Tom Hanks someday when he passes, hopefully 50 years from now, right? My favorite thing that Tom Hanks will ever do in any role he does is when he fucking freaks out oh, and when he loses his mind, like in yeah. this, the multiple times when he grabs the beer cans and <laughs> yes. crushes them and throws them, he does it two times. Like he when, does. when he finds out that, that, that he put a note under the door yeah. and then when he gets his nose broken yeah. by error, <laughs> that Tom Hanks freaking out like that Dude, yes. is such unbelievable, like physical humor. It's to me. comedy gold. It is. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's, it's the way his voice just gets, you know, and he just gets so irritated and agitated and animated. Yeah. And he's just crushing. He's like, I'm just trying to get some flight. <laughs> you know? And Rick Rick Duckerman, too, like, I love the way he talks. And yeah. This is where Art goes, the the piece of paper flies over the fence. Yes. And, Art, and Art's like, oh, no, you know, it's just a litter. It's just a litter bug. It's probably just, probably just a, a lottery ticket. That, that's the note I wrote. No, it's my note. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, that's yep, no, that's, that's it. Yep. 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 And they can't be that far away. They just No, he's right it. there. <laughs> They're talking so loud. Oh, you know? Yeah, he's right there. But I mean. dude, dude, also to go back to AJ's point, he hasn't called the cops yet from yeah. seeing him digging. Yeah. Now we have a femur. Yep. Call the cops. Dude, I love Call that the scene. Uh, they're they're arguing and shit like that. And it's just like, <laughs> and like he's trying to convince yeah. He's, we'll get there. he's trying he's trying to convince Art that it's like, dude, we can't we can't fucking do this anymore, you know? Like I'm just so tired. We have to not. And like every time that there's that happening, like that, you know, that kind of is like, oh well maybe maybe it's not this. There's a one little thing that gets him right back in it. You know, it's that it's that femur bone, you know, and femur it's so bone. funny how it's introduced where it's just like tossing the it to- they toss it to the dog and like they're talking and arguing and then they bring it back and then it's like, this is this is Walter ah! and it goes on for like three seconds too long it's perfect it's, it, it is that in itself is a great joke because like it goes from like oh no to okay this is still happening and and I just love it because they they snap themselves out of it the shot doesn't take you away from it nope. they are the ones who snap uh. themselves out of it and, and like I like it because I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Rick to come who or it's art who says who like knocks Ray out of it and like Ray's still screaming he's like oh, 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 yeah. oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's such a joke inside of a joke, man. It's great. So the wives, the wives have had enough. This is where it's like they take charge, man. They, like, yeah, right. Like they literally have full control over the situation. And it makes total sense. That they're fucking annoyed. Yes. You know? Like you guys are fucking being immature. We're just going to go over there like neighbors. Like we should have like when they first moved exactly. in. Exactly. And then we're going to bring some brownies. Fuck you, Art. You're not coming with us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. You can guys can go and distract me. You're not coming. You're not invited. <laughs> Uh, I laughed so hard at a few moments inside that house. One, I never noticed this, but when they when they all are at the door and they're talking to Hans <laughs> yeah. and they all just walk in. Oh my god! But dude. Tom Hanks <laughs> like swim moves around. <laughs> That's my favorite. What? 
part of this movie. I he know just, that like, Sean... He does so much to avoid eye contact. He just swim moves him and just goes, no, I'm not going to look at you or smell you or touch you. I, <laughs> I feel like I know for a fact Sean has done this to me at some point in our in our relationship. He's totally done this to me. He just kind of wide eyes and just goes right by yeah. him. Oh, well, see you just, later. Just doing what everyone else is doing. I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> that, uh, that and dude... When when he gives him the sardine, <laughs> whoever did the sound design on that, dude, it's, it's so gross, and it's turned up to like maximum <laughs> oh. sound levels. You can hear him grabbing it and squeezing it out, and then and then when he takes the bite of it, you can even hear a fly buzzing around. Sardine, sardine, <laughs> and then I love the subtle look Tom Hanks gives Carol. Carol. Just yes. a real quick yes. look. It's like, huh-huh. And then does his sneezing fit and yes. call, grabs a newspaper and coughs it. <laughs> I think and it's, Rumsfeld's wife, wife says, when he offered sardine, it's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to cut back. <laughs> like it's a cigarette or something. Exactly. Like, this entire scene is like probably my favorite directed scene yes. in, the, in the whole movie just because like all the, all the cuts to reactions are so yeah. perfect. Like Brother Theodore. Just staring at Tom Hanks the entire time. Will not leave his side. So fucking funny. And Tom Hanks just like kind of like side eyeing him like as he's looking at him eating this fucking bullshit. It's so fucking funny. I don't know what it is. Maybe it it could be like Beauty and the Beast or something like that. But that man, Brother Theodore. I thought it was like Ruben or something like that. Ruben is like his name or something. And Brother Theodore is his actor's name. Yeah. yeah. Actor's name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like. I have seen that man as a cartoon character oh, in yeah. an old Disney the, movie. The, uh, the underneath lip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he is a draw. I have to draw you. <laughs> I have to draw that man. It is, that's it. That's it. I, and I think line of the movie is when he's like, Kolpak. What is that, Slavic? <laughs> like, no. No. About a nine on the tension scare there, Rube. <laughs> Like, that is, down a little bit. About, you're about a nine on the tension scale there, Rube. <laughs> is that some family? It came at the frame. It came at the frame. Because <laughs> ru- ru- at this point, yeah. Rumsfeld is taking control. Oh yeah, he is. He's he's already he's in the done. house now, and he's just. So why don't you tell us where you got the what's in the basement? Why don't we go down to the basement? I mean, he's he's all in at this point. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then we meet the doctor, right? We meet the doctor played by Henry Gibson. Leader of the Nazis in Blues Brothers. Yes, yes. (laughs) The Nazi party of Illinois. Uh, So uh, fucking Again, a massive, massive list of movies he's been in. A million. Not only Blues Brothers, but also the box office hit Luck of the Irish Disney (laughs) Disney Channel original movie. They do, but they do such a good job of making it creepy in there. Like, there's even one scene, you don't notice it, but there's like a silhouette of a noose in the background oh, when really? he walks in and how they make oh. that overbearing scary giant walk in yeah, and then yeah. it's just this short little sweet yes. guy <laughs> turns the corner yeah it's just it, it they, they do such a good job and let's be real here um you live in a neighborhood you know exactly how many dogs every family has yep. mm-hmm. you know what time they go outside to shit how loud their bark is yeah. how do they not know there's a giant great dane at this yeah, house no kidding I hated that part. That's the first time this thing got it. And and was there was there any vehicle to that dog other than the fact that like a a, a subtle mention of it later on from Tom Hanks? Like 
There's no vehicle no. for why that dog should be there. <laughs> yeah. But at least they stick with it, though, because then when they leave later on, the dog's in the car with them. <laughs> right. That's right. Thank God. They, and that, that's the thing. The it, continuity, it seems, at least. It seems like way more hassle for them to add the dog into the story. <laughs> because Just have Ray trip an alarm or something like that, yeah, and then yeah. you all run outside. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, the dog. That'll be funny. Well, they're supposed to be gone the next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, he rides in the car with him. Okay. Well, they, they probably take the dog with them to the university. No, I guess we got to pay, <laughs> pay ASPC an extra day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Shit. I, you? I love when, like, before that, Henry Gibson comes out as the doctor, and, he's, and he shakes his hand, and it's, like, all bloody, it seems. Like, he's, <gasps> he's a doctor. He's like, motherfucker. You just shook my hand knowing you have blood on your glove. Yeah. And, and AIDS at this time is running rampant. Jesus. This is just irresponsible. But it's, it's just pain. And it, uh, uh, the candles. I thought the candles would be, what does he say, like sexy or something like that. I thought, <laughs> like, it turns out they're really nice and yeah. this is great and yeah. everybody's having a good time. Yeah. The, as a child, I never once picked up on the fact that Tom Hanks's character, Ray, found the toupee in there, right? Right. Like, I always thought he just, like, had found it at some point throughout the their experience there. Exactly. Which is why he was acting weird. But I went back uh, and watched it. He he had said, Ray goes, like, I got it when you guys were all, when the, do- when the, the, dog. the dog was up, yes. I found it. Yeah. And you, they actually stuck pretty well. You know me, I'm a little stickler on that I know, stuff. I know, When everybody runs outside, Ray's nowhere to be found. Right, right. There's at least about 20 seconds there before Ray actually comes back. And he's out. very friendly, right. and he's overly friendly <laughs> at that place. And it fits really well. Yeah, it, it is, like it makes the story perfect. It, and that's that's the thing. That is the only vehicle for the dog. That's yes. the only yes, reason. just to cause a commotion. Yes, or, I'm sorry. That's that's what the dog is a vehicle yes. for. Yeah. That's it. Yes. And it's like it's like you still could have put pulled that in anywhere else. Anywhere else, but. It was good. It was fun. Whatever. It Are works. they back to their house yet? Uh, we're going to do that now. Cool. All right. So final scene. The next morning, Carol takes Dave. To, actually, sorry. No, we. Uh, yes, they. This is when he when Ray tells. OK. Yes. So, yeah, they get back to their house and they kind of reconvene I'm like what everything just happened and everything like that and they the, the girls the wives yeah the girl, the <laughs> yeah, wives are just yeah. like you guys are crazy let's obviously you're crazy they're fucking nice people like what are you guys talking about and like what do you think Ray's like I think you guys got a point I think they're clean yeah I think they're clean I didn't really see anything I don't that's not I mean they're weird but you know there's nothing we can do about weirdness you know um why don't you guys go somewhere I'm gonna talk to the guys real quick kind of calm them down a little bit right. you know and then, he just, and then he reveals like I found Walter's toupee in there I'm not leaving until I find a dead body. But let's be real. That's why would they have that? Y- yeah. Yeah. I the, still the, don't understand why they had it, I, even I, with the explanation of it. I didn't either. Like, I think it got explained somewhere later on. It when just says to they cop. said that they knew him and that they were picking up his mail for him. Yeah. Which, why would they ask the Klopex to get his mail? And honestly, yeah. it could have easily been fucking art. Yeah. Just like planting it in there somewhere. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I didn't that that is a part that was like uh it's like a blank area in yeah. this that I'm just I was like okay. yeah. all right, whatever, keep going. <laughs> it, it is a great shot though of, of of Tom Hanks Ray just like looking off. It zooms it's like in. his green eyes are just like so wide and everything. It's just like I'm not leaving until I find a dead body. Nobody nobody kills an old man in my neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, so now we got the final scene. The next morning, Carol takes Dave to visit her sister. Ray, Art, and Rumsfield spring into action when the Klopeks leave their house. After hours of digging up the backyard, Art suggests they search the house. Ray digs in the basement and hits a gas pipe just as the Klopex return with the police. Art barely escapes before the house explodes with Ray inside. Carol returns to find Ray bandaged and under arrest. He didn't find anything in the house and there were reasonable explanations for the Klopex behavior. He attempts to apologize to Werner Klopex in the ambulance, but Werner admits to killing the old neighbors, the Naps, and attempts to kill Ray as the ambulance drives away. Ray struggles and fights off Werner. The police find a trunk full of skulls and arrest the Klopex. Okay. Yeah. Ready for this? Lots. Give me. Yeah. Wait, my buddy Steve Koontz is coming over. Yeah. Did you recognize Steve Koontz? Steve Koontz. Is Steve Koontz. His buddy. Not the guy, Cat? It's Nikki Cat. Yeah, dude. Unbelievable. Never, ever Are knew that serious? in a like million early, years. Earliest thing that I've ever seen him in. He looks awesome. <laughs> Nikki Katz is Steve Koontz, his neighbor, who's like, hey, what's up? How are you? Nice to meet you, man. Crazy to see him. And I like he's... And who is that from? Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. It's, what's his name it's, in that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's your boy. Uh, who, guy who uh, wants to fight. Yeah. 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 I saw this in the back of a comic book, man. And what's weird, what's weird about that is because... Clint. 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 I had to get it out Clint. there. Male dominant mo- monkey motherfucker. Male dominant monkey Clint wants to fight him. What's, yes. what's his name? Sorry. Adam. Wants to fight Adam Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Clint wants to fight Adam Goldberg. Gold, Adam Goldberg has a specific haircut, and Nikki Cat has the same exact haircut in this movie <laughs> that he does. did. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, this curly kind of long hair mullet kind of type thing. Yeah. It's weird. It was so cool to realize that uh, this time around. I never knew that. Yeah, same. in a million years. Uh, and even noticing that in that same scene, Ricky is actually now starting to paint his house. <laughs> yeah, Finally. and it's like bright fireman red. <laughs> I mean, and it looks Looks terrible. He's got several different paint cans. He's like <laughs> just partying. It's like, I guess I'll just choose a paint, you know? <laughs> it's not good. Dude, I'll tell you what, like there was a part of me, like in the very beginning, when he brings those initial like paint cans or primer cans, and he just spills one all over the speakers. I was like, oh, you dick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, for some reason that like made me really those upset. Beautiful PVs, goddamn yeah, it. Yeah, I was oh, just like, come, come on. on, man. <laughs> Hey, let's see, 89, that would have been like uh, Master of Puppets or something like that. <laughs> it was fucking whatever he was playing. But, dude, I get that, though. Like, you you know what? Like, you've got a task at hand. I, I got to go back to Ricky a little bit here because you got a task at hand. Um, you're 21 you're, years old. You're 20-something. Maybe you're like, yeah, like out of college or out of high school, but into college. I back for a summer. Your life out. Whatever you're doing and you're hanging out and you got the place to yourself for a week. Of course, like. You have some friends over. You do have a task at hand. You got to come You're down here, man. It it's going to be live. It's going to be live. <laughs> By the way, totally caught in a couple of points that the Donatello voice. Dude, when he talks about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. He's like, he's like, and, and that's Nikki Katz. He comes up. He's like, hey, man, we're like, we're getting hungry. Like, we're going to make a McD's run. You want, you want like a quarter pounder or something? And he's like, oh, no, man. Like, he does. does he yes. say, he says like pizza he's dude. Like, yeah, I he's got like, the pizza dude I call the pizza dude. And it's just like, Whoa. oh my gosh! Yeah. I never realized like the connection. I never really saw it until then. Like you don't watching think this movie. of Ninja Turtles when you think of Corey. No, it's a good point. But I heard it. I heard him talk a, a couple different times. I was like, oh my god, that was Donatello. One hundred. I'm going to make a TikTok where uh, it switches from Nikki Cats to Donatello. Yeah. talking about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's <laughs> for my reference. All right. Oh gosh. When they so they're in the house, they're not finding anything. Rumsfeld falls off his roof and discharges a firearm, and no one calls the cops. What People are calling the, the cops on AJ's friends parking down the street. Right. <laughs> they're not calling the cops on a gun discharging. A, right. Like you've got to be kidding me. They got to be on their way. And that that's like that can't be like. What what is that gun? That can't be a registered <laughs> no, registerable firearm. Yeah, it's got like a an illegal stock at least or like some sort of mag that you can't yeah. have, you and know. And a compass that tells time. You yeah, have a compass in the stock. <laughs> Definitely illegal. <laughs> this thing that tells time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but when the when the cops finally do show up, it might be my favorite Corey Feldman moment when he's like, "Wait, stop, stop." And then he like <laughs> he leaps fake on the hood. gets hit on the, hood of the car. Uh, uh. <laughs> you guys, you guys, whoa. It, it pains me every time though when they're in the basement and they're digging and he yeah. hits that gas line. It pains me every time because they mentioned the the crematory or whatever the, the the furnace. Yeah. And it's like if you just looked you just you, looked in the furnace. You just looked in there, man. You'd find so many things. Oh, man. Hey, man, listen, a man's furnace is his own business. <laughs> his own business. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Like they were so they had spent so much time when all that's that's all they had to do. There were yeah. skulls in there, just hanging out. I hadn't yeah. seen this in a while, and and like I was like, that's that's where people do it. Like you burn shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, if you if you look in there, you're gonna find it. God damn it. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Um, I, I, I said I was going to talk about this uh, later on, so I got to mention it now. Uh, you talk about all the, basically, the outfits. Like, Art must just have this crazy amount of disposable income. <laughs> like, the, he's got outfits for, oh, we're faking to go golf. He shows up at that <laughs> oh, golfer's yeah. outfit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's got a they're glove. Go- Here, you see my new driver? Yeah, I'm hoping I can get a hit. Definitely going to go golfing. Definitely not doing golf. anything else. That's right. Oh, four. <laughs> and, just like, and then like when he goes up to cut the power line, he's got like a lineman's uniform. <laughs> yeah, well, and that begs the question, like, what is his job? I don't think he, he has do? one. I think he's a house dad. You think so? Yeah, because his wife is away. I think she works fucking constantly. And she's never around. And I think he just kind of sits at home and, you know, he might have a big dick. Oh, okay. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's cool. <laughs> do you think Ray. Dick do coming. Yeah, here you go. Dick, Dick do coming. <laughs> do you think Duke Ray coming. lost his job? I, I read that there was yeah. a lot of script rewrites where they they oh. said that like, he actually lost his job, yeah. and that's gonna, why he was so stressed out. He was going to take like a week off before he got back into things. And gotcha, yeah, kind of weird, right? Because like, sense what, to me, it kind of it kind of feels that way because he's yeah. taking like the full week off. It's like, what does he do? Did he lose? You know, it's, it's kind of weird. I yeah. think I think because uh, Tom Hanks kind of had like a backstory for his own character mm-hmm. that he like, it wasn't really on screen. He's like, I want to portray like a more off-screen kind of feeling with this character than I've ever had in my other characters that I've ever played. He's like, I want to, I want to kind of portray something on my face that looks like, you know, there's more going on than, than, than I'm actually giving off. And it really, that points toward it a lot to me, like him actually losing his job. And that's why he's investing all of his time he's into so this. Stressed out and- yeah. Which also makes me want to bring up another point where it's like this, I rented this movie as a Tom Hanks movie to watch. Wow. And this isn't a Tom Hanks movie. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's definitely led by him because he's, he's such a star. He's the star. He's on the cover. Such totally. a good actor, and it's definitely led by him 100%. But you say Rick DeCumman being the, the fuel, 100%, 100% agree. This movie's an ensemble. Yeah. It is an ensemble cast. This movie is all about the cul-de-sac and all about all of these characters, not just Tom Hanks. Yep. And that is what's so cool about this movie is it was on the cusp of him being... 
taking over every movie that he's ever been Correct. in. This movie is the the one before all of that where it's just like it's all of these characters instead yeah. of just Tom Hanks, you know? A great point to that is is like when they are going to go investigate uh, the Klopex house, right? And it switches a perspective from uh, from Ray and Art when they're about to jump the fence. When you go back to uh, Rumsfeld, yeah, that he's like he's like okay. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Rayon over. <laughs> and he's like, it's like they're it's just kind of going. A cool shot. It's, it's a great shot and it's well put together, but it's like they're gonna do that anyways. They're not listening to <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. you asshole. But it's but it's shot from his perspective. Yes, and it adds to his character it, being like he yeah. just it's like you he, don't need to do that. He's laughing when he does it. Like, yeah. He's really excited yeah, about it. Exactly. He's like, oh I haven't got to use these C B radios <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's really excited about this idea and he thinks it's almost his idea. He's initiating things and he has no control over anything <laughs> or like when he's when it cuts back to him and he's sitting on his roof drinking coffee and eating animal crackers <laughs> he's been preparing for this day his whole life well it goes back like it just keeps <laughs> compiling man he's a fucking child he thinks it's about him it, like he's making he's making it about him he thinks he's cr- like just a crucial part of this whole operation <laughs> and to be honest he's really not nope <laughs> He's he really like, hasn't done he's much. He's about as useless as it gets. He's just watching for the Klopex to come home. Yeah. Except when he tackles Hans. That was his biggest that's role. True. Oh, yeah, that's Nick. a good point. Yeah. Hey, that's Pinocchio, point. where are you going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to admit, the first time I did see this movie, and I want to ask AJ this, did you buy that all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, like he didn't find anything in the furnace, and the Klopex are nice. Like, yeah. you guys just fucked up. I, or, or were you still feeling sinister towards them? I... I I was caught in the middle. So until he got into the ambulance. That's, yes. yes. And that's when it re-reveals itself. And he but. said, oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Kolpak, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> when I get out of prison, I'm going to help you <laughs> yeah. rebuild your house and do all this stuff. I just that- got these new set of tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. does, that's pretty good callback. Yeah. Dude, that's, that, was, that was the moment that I was like, he's not, he's not joking. Dude, yeah. I'm glad you asked that, uh, Mike, because it's just, like... Still, every time I watch this, I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up what they did. Yeah. And I'm like, it is. And and I'm just like, they're going to go away for a while. They blew up up an innocent person's house. Yeah. Until the ambulance scene. I'm just like, it it doesn't like get me every time, but I'm still, it's just so convincing. Yeah. Until the ambulance scene. And I hate, I hate when people are like, oh, you can see it coming from all. It's like, just immerse yourself in the movie. Just, just just let it happen. Who gives a fuck? And if it did end like that, like, I think it would have been awesome. There was another alternate where it was like very, very way more dark. And I think like actually Ray died. He kills, uh, Ver- Werner Klopek gets in the ambulance and kills Ray. Yeah. That, and that's kind of how <laughs> and it then ends. They don't. And then they're, they continue on their serial killer. <laughs> that was the ending. That was, that was a proposed ending to the movie. Oh my God. There was another ending where like the, the Klopeks, the, the trunk opened and they were like bound and gagged teen, like cheerleaders in oh, their trunk yeah. oh, from shit. the university. Oh, <laughs> like, like, you know, we got to make a trip to the university. Yeah. Yeah. We've all got to go. Yeah. Just weird shit like Jeez. that. So cool. And I, I love getting into the ambulance scene like and talking about improv and not like Dude, having rewrites yes. and everything like that. That whole thing Tom Hanks did, where he's just like, "Put me, put me in the ambulance, take me to the hospital." He improv the entire thing of him throwing his stretcher the into, yeah, yeah, the gurney <laughs> into the fucking ambulance, and like getting, and his leg 
like leaning on the, the edge of the bed the entire, yeah. and he's just like trying to get it on there and it's yeah. like I know it's improv but like that's what I would do too you know like yeah. I would try to get my leg to like just like kind of comfortable I don't know it just it's, it makes it so much more human to and, me and the, and the balance the balance of that with with uh, with Carol Carrie Fisher it's just like Honey, she's dejected at like, this point. Are you, you, you okay? I'll find out what the hospital they're taking you to. It's okay. like, it's like, yeah, it's like I'll find out. Okay, sounds good. Honey, it's like you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Carol. I'm good, Carol. Like I said, Tom Hanks freakouts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Goddamn, so all good. That and, shit. and all of that, that whole freakout of him at at art. Yep. Is brilliant. He's just like I'm a shell of a man because of you. He's like, he's like, he's like, we just blew up an innocent person's house all because of you. You know what? And he's just like, well, sh- well, geez, what you, you want me to move? And again, uh, you, you you know I'm a sucker for long shots. And it was, and it's just this long run. But even then, it's about two seconds of nothing, and then he just goes, God damn it. <laughs> that that is right there. You it, may have fooled them, but you did not I, fool me. Super creepy scene in the. I, what do you mean? It, I didn't fool you. You did not fool me. So and it's so I convincing. Just, I just got a shiver. Yeah, now. man, it's so good. Like he's such a Henry Gibson, and and like that whole performance in the ambulance is so convincing to me. Like it's it totally brings in the last aspect. You're like oh shit, like it is. Is it was like it gets me every time. Terrible. It gets me every time. It's so good. It's so well done. And the biggest part of that. Is the syringe? Yes, yeah, that syringe that. With looks the circles like, on it. Like <laughs> that's like, you know it's evil. I hate that shit. Nineteen twenties <laughs> era syringe that must be loaded with just gook formaldehyde. Yeah, like you're just like he's just gonna kill him. Liquefied right now. Walters <laughs> blood. I don't know. Uh, wig, uh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no. Great, great ending to it. Uh, I, I. I, I had a lot of fun. And so are we assuming Ray automatically is not going to jail? Uh, I, I think at this so. point you have to assume that like, well, okay, no, never, never mind. Sorry about that. he's sort of absolved and he's sort of kind of like cracked the case a little bit. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if you're if you're charged with anything at that point. I don't think so. Because it's a bigger case on their hands, you I just, guess. You just unlocked a missing right. case of, a, of 37 skulls yeah. in your trunk. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, like it, some points in this movie, uh, Corey Feldman, Kind of annoy me just a little bit, just a tiny bit. Like, I agree. I, I don't know why, but the point where they're like, so like, what? We don't have anything on him, and their trunks open. And he's like, oh, look at this shit. We do now. <laughs> it's like so good. Now. Even he's like, I love this street. Yeah, and he's like, take take her to the neighborhood for me because he's finally gonna go on the vacation with Carrie Fisher. He's gonna son. he's gonna go on a vacation from his vacation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. A little like to to well, first a question. Did you? You guys were okay with that little fourth wall break then that Corey Feldman did? I think. Yeah. I, I, I didn't th- even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At Kinda that point, at I'm just like, whatever. And I think he, like, uh, like I can tell, like, on his walk out yeah. while the credits are rolling or whatever, he's just, yeah. like, improving whatever. Yeah. You know, like saying, hello to the, one of the cops, like, detective shit. You know? Yeah. It's like he's just talking to another person that's on the street, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is when they are walking away and he says says to Carol, and he's just like, it's funny. Go on vacation. It's like and and Rumsfeld walks by and says something to him of of, of the effect of just like I, I don't know. It's like, well, we got this and this, and, and he's like, get me away from him. <laughs> he's, just like, he's like, he's so fucking done. He's just he's like, 
get me the hell out of here. Yep. If, and like, I feel like he's going to, if, if he's allowed to, he's going to leave for that tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, they're out. Waiting. Yeah, and they're even out before like he finds out yeah. that like everything is like, as it seems like, right. as he thought anyway, yeah. he's just like, I'm just ready to go to jail and get the fuck out of this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> A night in jail would be better than staying exactly. in his neighborhood. It's like my cousin Vinny. Like he just put me in fucking jail. It's, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. more comfortable. <laughs> Well, you got anything else, boys? That's it, man. That's all. All right, so we stripped away the nostalgia. We got to talk about it with a modern day rating. Uh, AJ, this is your first time seeing it, so I'm going to go to you. Like, what is your what's your rating on this movie, man? I did have a lot of fun watching this. However, there are a couple of points that I have to say that I'm I'm like, is it is it totally rewatchable for me? I now I do now affiliate this with Halloween, Sean. Okay, okay to cool. your point. Um, I totally do, probably just because of the timing of sure. me watching it for the first time. And it does have like those spooky aspects. So I would have to say that given going at it with a critical eye, it's a very fun, it's very whimsical. It's not quite Tim Burton, but it's not like too far off mm-hmm. to me. And uh, the performances are good. And I, uh, some of my favorite like character actors are in this. Um, so that being said, I think I'm going to roll in with this movie at a 5.3. Damn. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Sean? Man, I, like I, I guess I was like maybe like around there when I was when I first watched this, just because I like I like Tom Hanks and anything. But when I rewatched this, like, like I don't know, maybe ten years ago, like rewatching it and like kind of my more adult um, horror loving aspect that I am now. Um, I just think this movie is so fucking brilliant and I think <laughs> it nails everything about like a a watchful like a nosy neighbor kind of thing. 1 million percent. Everything that it's doing is so effective and so funny and so rewatchable, not even not even during Halloween, but everything else in between. Um Tom Hanks, you, I mean what what can you say? Rick DeCumming, I fucking love him. RIP. <laughs> I wish he was in more I stuff. Know. I know. Um yeah, I, this is a nine. This is a nine for me. Wow, damn! Okay, I fucking love this movie. Great. For me, uh, I determined this time around. This is a summer movie for me. Nice. We talked our top five summer movies. I fucked up. This should have been on there. Really? Because it, it's. I mean, it's hot. It's the rain showers, the the grass mowing, the yard work, <laughs> the the cooler summer morning as sure. you can feel the day heating up, where it gets hot and sweaty as the day goes on. Really hot, boy. It's gotten hot out here, dude. Right? <laughs> it's. The, I I think this is officially like a must watch in the summer for me, and I, I love you guys. Nailed everything. It, it is just it, it's just a great movie it's it's definitely not in my top favorites but i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it forever so uh in honor of the devil our lord satan uh 6.66 for me lord savior satan all right <laughs> well we he we, is our friend though he is he's a nice guy come on come on <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Means the world to have you here. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, AJ has chosen Goldeneye. Yeah, we're gonna get down on that, and then after that, um, group consensus pick for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving prep, planes, trains, and automobiles. To. The only you Thanksgiving video movie ever. We're getting back to our buddy. It's a shock Joe we didn't Candy. do this last year. Oof. I'm glad we're doing it this year. In fact, Steve Martin could have played Tom Hanks's role in the Burbs. Ooh, he could have. Wow, yeah, he totally, totally could have. Totally. 
I don't so. like it, but he could have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for us. AJ, tell us how they can take us out of the whole thing, do that kind of thing. Thanks for listening, guys. The most important thing you can do right now is to follow us on social meds. The social media at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you're on Twitter, Confused Be Fast. You should also subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast platform of your choice that you're listening to on right now. Also, will you please visit our merch store? We please. have merch, you guys shirts, stickers, yeah. koozies. Go check them out at confusedbreakfast.bigcartel.com. And don't forget about our voicemail number. We want to hear from you. We want to hear those sexy voices. 319 8 9596 You can find links to everything at our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Tell your friends that's your mission this week. Get them Tell to listen them. to an episode. Guys, you can always find me anywhere on social media. It's AJ Venz, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, anywhere on social media online. You can find me, TikTok and Instagram, SeanPryor237. Goodbye. And I'm generally called Mikey Schulte on things, but sometimes I'm not. So you're just going to have to like click on the links in the things and yep. find us, okay? Yep. Got well, it. that's it for today's episode. Goodbye. Deuces. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.